0: guys welcome back swing space radio episode 10 live i've got william leaf online from jupiter i'm dan trainer i'm coming from phoenix arizona here today where the weather is exponentially better than where i'm normally doing this podcast from
1: (laughs) they had snow the other day in phoenix a lot of it too
0: (laughs) Well, there's no snow today. We're literally sitting here. I'm sitting outside next to a pool, uh, watching the sun disappear behind the mountains out here in Scottsdale and uh, talking to you about a wonderful week for me coming out (laughs) of the WGC Mexico championship where you got absolutely dusted. I did. (laughs) I did. <laughs> Dusted. Anyway, let's hop into let's hop into the tournament. We'll obviously get to to my bragging later, but uh WGC Mexico. I mean, it was an interesting tournament. It was fun to watch a lot of a lot of fun golf uh, to watch there. Uh, much like that.
1: Were- Yeah, I really like that course. It's kind of fun to see him play a, a, such a tree line tight course for you are penalized for hitting it. um offline not saying that you uh, aren't at other courses but it wasn't about the the rough I mean you just saw guys punching out and things like that but it gave people like DJ and Roy the opportunity to cut corners um, take different lines shape their t-balls uh, it's just fun I mean it's different but then you got a guy like Tiger who played crazy conservative I mean I saw some stats and he was like almost played so conservative where he didn't really have a chance <laughs> like, statistically. Like, sure, he could have, yeah. but, like, it would have required perfection. And, um, like, I don't know his reason for that, obviously. I, I don't know if he's preparing for something, working on something. But, um, yeah, I mean, statistically, he just put himself in a spot to seem like just play fine. Like, he's such a good iron player, is going to be fine. But when you're hitting five irons into those greens, like, and a few of those holes, I don't know. You just... Um, are going to be at a disadvantage. But uh, we'll talk more about that anyways. But it was cool to see DJ get his 20th win. Um, I mean, he's a guy, it's so hard. I, I would love to put money on him if he had a three-shot lead going to Sunday. Like, I just didn't really see him losing it at all. Yeah. Um, he's just so solid. Like, um, and he's so prepared now. You know what I mean? Like, he's done it. Obviously, it's his 20th win. He's won a lot of WGC's, like, I don't know. He's he's the best player in the world as far as, you know, getting it done. Like, consi- like when I watch him, I feel confident that he's going to get it done. Where even Rory, like he's playing so well, but on Sunday yeah. you're kind of like, I don't know if mm-hmm. he's, I wouldn't necessarily put a ton of money on him or DJ. I'm like, I just don't know how he loses <laughs> when he's for sure. On cruise control, but it was fun. I loved that event. I think it's, uh, it's cool to see him play at altitude too like the preparation is definitely different throughout the week. And you can see that. And that was part of Tiger's thing in the beginning. He was playing so conservative. I felt to just get used to the altitude, right? Like get used to how the ball is flying, get used to the course. But I felt like I thought he was going to be more aggressive late, but he wasn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was definitely a, uh, it was a fun week. And I agree with you. I like, Watching those guys at altitude, it was kind of fun seeing you know what they would throw up there on the graphics uh, as far as what some of these shots were playing uh, yeah. throughout the week and throughout the weekend it just It, it just adds another level of, of strategy uh, on that course um, mm-hmm. in, in addition to being kind of one of the tight and more tree line courses that they play, uh, so yeah, it was fun, like we said dJ twentieth win that was fun, William just getting mucked. Uh, head to I head, did get murdered. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring Riley back on later in the podcast and let him gloat a little bit and make a few other picks. Uh, but let's go on. Let's let's move to this week's event, the Honda Classic, back over in your neck of the woods. Uh, yeah. Moving on, moving on to this kind of this Florida swing, where we'll mm-hmm. have due to this new schedule, you know, a nice uh, four week stretch with all these tournaments in Florida leading up to the Masters. Uh, with the players kind of moving around due to the PGA move movement. You know, I, I, I like that. It's always fun to me, to me, like, again, we talked earlier in the year about like, Oh, this is when the, this is when golf really starts for me is kind of right around that the farmer's insurance open. Uh And this, this to me is like, this is when you can start seeing the masters in sight. Once we've moved into Florida, once we've moved into some of these tournaments, it's unfortunate this year that the Honda class, the this, this, this tournament has a little weaker than past that. But to me, this is kind of the start of, all right, let's get going. This is, this is, we're getting yeah. closer. Yeah. And, um, and
1: even going off of that, like even the, um, that's what I kind of meant by tigers. I don't know what his strategy was. Cause you know, that guy's thinking about the masters right. pretty much now. So it's like, for sure. um, you had did a lot of fades at uh WG, hence why dj played so well and things like that and yep. i don't know maybe tiger didn't want to sit out there and hit a bunch of fades with his driver because going to augusta to draw a golf course like I, that's a total speculation but who knows
0: <laughs> right so let's get into the course i mean this is one of the more difficult golf courses on tour and you know obviously highlighted by that closing stretch of holes, the bear mm-hmm, trap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, you've been down there, you've been uh, kind of with your ear to the ground. And I apologize for any of this noise that's going on in the background. I've got helicopters flying over me here <laughs> right now. So,
1: yeah, tell them to keep it down. We're trying to do a podcast. Yeah, keep it
0: down. We're trying to podcast uh, with your guy.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, it's really cool to be around. Uh, this year with this tournament coming coming back um i was there you know for the phoenix open last year and stuff so it's cool it's gonna be cool to see what the the town's like throughout this week Uh, but i have uh so one of my buddies um that i helped a little bit in the past um but he's also got another swing coach um that was out there and he was walking around Uh, inside the ropes with a few guys, which we'll get into. Um, And they talked about the course, how it's playing a little bit different than in years past. Um, And with that being said, I think the bear trap is going to be extra, (laughs) extra tough this year. Uh, It always is regardless, but I'm just saying with, with what I was hearing about the golf course and the firmness and the way it's playing, um, those last three holes are going to be pretty, pretty crazy. I think this year.
0: Yeah, it's always one of my more enjoyable watches, uh, kind of down the stretch. I, you know, I always enjoy that personally. That while I'm out here in Phoenix, we're gonna go over and play TPC, and I, I've never played over there, and I'm just jacked awesome. to get over through those closing holes because I just feel like, to me, it's like you can be going about a good round and um, like like facing a fun stretch of holes. Like mm-hmm. again, I, I know we're going back to CBC, but like facing a fun, challenging uh set of holes to finish, like I, I just love it. It's what's one of my favorite things to totally. totally. Um, so As you
1: know. a stat a stat about the bear trap. I thought was crazy that I saw the other day was um last year. You know, here, guess how many over par you think that played last year? Don't even worry Got about being right because you're not going yeah, to no, no, no. but guess like I couldn't believe this. Just like 28. It played 516 over par last season. Last season. Yeah, the bear trap.
0: Okay, so there's four rounds. (laughs)
1: 516 over par. And like my point is... I mean, uh, and I, I even saw it, and I was, like, going to say it, but I had to go look it up because I wanted to make sure I was right. You know what I mean? And straight from the PJ Tour stat, it's – I'm looking at it, The Bear Trap played 516 over par last season.
0: Last year.
1: Yeah. hmm And it's a video of Adam Scott hitting in the water. <laughs> but, like, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm saying is it truly is, even for these guys, obviously – an absolute pain in the ass. Those last three holes. Like, not just half the guys. Like, obviously, everyone is somewhat scared of it. Intimidated. And with how firm the greens are, from what I'm hearing, that's hard. <laughs> uh, that's going to be really hard. They're lucky it's not going to be windy.
0: I have nothing. Honestly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still stuck on this 500-plus over par last year it just doesn't even register in my it doesn't even register it doesn't even make uh, sense unbelievable i know
1: like unbelievable but um yeah i mean i i saw that i figured i'd have to share that i'm looking at it right now and
0: i mean okay so like what's the, i mean so what's the weather supposed to be like are they are going to get any breaks at least as far as yeah, the weather um,
1: yeah i mean it's actually i mean the last two weeks it's been a steady 15 to 20 every day um so they're actually super lucky i think um yeah thursday it starts at six miles per hour friday six miles per hour saturday eight and sunday 12 um there's chances of storms on sunday but for the most part i mean it's 75 degrees each day and no wind so that's going to be that's their break you know what i mean that's their right in Florida like getting no wind <laughs> and four calm days pretty much um that's your gift. So but what I was hearing they were talking about how firm the greens are and with how tough the greens can be just even when they're not like they're just difficult complexes. Um high ball hitters with no wind and these greens are going to be a um, definitely have an advantage and also I like people who cut it this week. Um That's kind of what I'm looking at uh, because the bear trap's hard, like you don't know how well you you can pick someone that's playing so well, but they can go (laughs) four over in their last three. Right. So like (laughs) um, it's really about finding the guy that is going to suit these conditions in my opinion this week.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Let's hop into, you know, we kind of talked about who you're, who you're favoring a little bit this week. Let's get into the guys that you have have this week. First guy, let's talk about Alex Noren. He's forty to one to win the golf tournament. Give mm-hmm. us your thoughts on why you like him this week.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, he he's a fader of the golf ball. He's always rehearsing the fades. He loves it. He uh, he creates a lot of spin. Uh, he definitely has a somewhat steeper angle of attack. Uh, so he's a guy that's going to be able to produce enough spin on the greens, right? So I'm a big. Uh, big advocate of alex noren this year he's he's too good to to play poorly all year so at any moment he's going to to jump out and be in contention uh and he like i said i just go back to how he can fade the golf ball Uh, he's also very very uh he's a strong putter within side you know 10 feet uh as we know uh, how hard this golf course is that's that's huge that's big for momentum right like JT was really good at that, um, last year he was big into keeping his momentum going throughout the round because that can be hard at this place. Like, you know, the bear traps coming, um, mm-hmm. if, if you don't feel great, like you have to keep momentum. You definitely don't want to go in those last three holes at two over trying to get it back. You know what I'm right, saying? For sure. <laughs> so uh, a guy like Alex Noren, I, I think he's able to um, hang around all week. And at 40, at one, 40 and 1, I, um, I like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Luke List, he's another guy that I like this week. But he's the next guy uh, on the list. And we've, we've got him, or Bovada, the site that we like to place our wagers on. We've got him at 40 to 1 as well to win the golf tournament this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, Luke List, you can go back to last year. I mean, he uh, losing to JT, um, he obviously likes this place. He feels good about it. He, um, he's coming back, you know, I'm sure it'll spark some, some energy in, into him. Uh, but he bombs it. He hits it so far, and he can hit it so high with the speed that he has. I think this year it plays in his favor especially even more than the, how the course was last year and he was successful. So um, with a guy like that, with the wind being down, he's going to be able to take advantage of just hitting it to the moon if he wants to. You know, uh, if the wind was up, I would still be interested in him, but not as high just because he wouldn't be able to take advantage on these firm greens, um, being able to hit it so high and using his speed to his advantage. So uh, Luke List is a guy, he, and he, he's fade biased as well. Um, he's very athletic. He's got really good hands. He's not technically perfect, but um, he's a guy that uh, can can move the golf ball whichever way he needs to, and he can he's comfortable doing that. So, uh, Luke List, I I trust that he'll hit a lot of high fades. Him and his caddy will prepare on that, and um, I'm I'm big on him again at 40 at one. He's pretty solid.
0: Yeah. So Daniel Berger, 33 to one. What about him?
1: Yeah, Daniel Berger. So. It was weird. I was when I was watching the WGC um, this week, right? They would they would show about what was going on over at Puerto Rico. Um, you know, the off the off event during the, the WGCs, and it's just so weird to see him over there. I just he he's the guy that he belongs at. <laughs> uh, um, he belongs in the WGCs. You know, he's been there before, and I feel like that's gotta bother him a little bit just from a competitive standpoint you you know if you're a rider cupper if you're all that like you belong out there and he finished t2 last um at the puerto rico so he's obviously getting momentum he's definitely going to want to get back into that field and show that he belongs not not for anyone just for himself like he's competitive he's really a, a hell of a talent so and he fades it. You know, he's he's a, he primarily fades the golf ball. Um, can hit it very high when he needs to. He's a little different than Alex Noren as far as he's not steep. You know, he's a very actual shallow yeah. fader. So he can he's gonna have no issue getting the ball up, hitting that fade. Um, and he's a very streaky putter, which I'm guessing you know he shot six under in the final round uh, at Puerto Rico. I'm sure he's putting it, uh, feeling good about his putting. So uh, no reason to shy away from Daniel Berger.
0: Yeah, so let's see. The next guy on our list is Brooks Kepka, who's twelve to one. Uh, this guy getting back into action. What do you What do you think?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of great from him early on in the year, right? So it's like, but you know for a fact that's not going to continue, especially with the Masters coming up. Um, he wants to. Be ready for that, and and that's the thing, right? For a guy like that, who doesn't, he's not worried about keeping his card. He's not worried about any of that. So it's like he truly is probably making the necessary adjustments to his game that he needs to for the Masters, right? So um, I would look at this week uh, probably starting to springboard um, those tweaks that he's making or anything that's going on um, where he gets more comfortable. He played better on the weekend. He got off to a poor start, but finished at three under, t twenty seven at Mexico. Um, but you know, he just was off. He just wasn't quite, you know, the Brooks Koepka we know. And for a guy like that, you just, he's going to come out of that. So you might as well try to, you know, with the field being a little weaker, um, I'm sure he's going to be happy to be out of the tree line golf course. Um, he'll probably just feel more free. And once again, he's a fader who obviously can hit it high and stop the ball when necessary, especially with long irons.
0: I like Brooks a lot. I don't like him a ton this week. I know, which means they'll so. probably win. So uh, let's go to our dark horse. We got two dark horses this week. Uh, the mm-hmm. first one, Scott Piercy, fifty-five to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's give me a reasoning.
1: Yeah, so once again, we're back to a guy who fades the golf ball. I, I literally, I'm really sticking to that uh, theory this week. Just from you know what I was hearing from that uh, one of my buddies inside the ropes that. Uh, it is going to be crucial. And Scott Pierce, is honestly one of the best faders day in and day out on the PGA tour. You know, he's experienced, he, um, knows his golf swing. I actually saw a, a video of him on Instagram with his coach and his speed is up. So he's bombing it. He's obviously, um, feeling good about things. If his speed's up, he's, that means from a technical standpoint, his pivots, very free, uh, his rotation's very free. Um, He's hitting the center of the face. His smash factor is high. Those are all signs that you know a guy that that feels good about where things are at. And at fifty-five to one uh, on a tough golf course, he's a ball striker. So uh, this is a good week for him. Uh, it's advantage for him. Uh, I like Scott Piercy at fifty-five to one. That's hardly a dark horse in my opinion. But based on his past success as, as of late, um, I I'm not comfortable putting him in you know, the main lineup, I, I look at that's it as more of a dark horse. You're probably, you know, top tens realistic, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my thing on him.
0: So Seth Reeves, we <laughs> talked about him kind of before we hopped on the podcast here and I'm not going to lie. The first time I've ever heard of Seth Reeves, Seth Reeves was mm-hmm. when we had that conversation. He's 500 to one to win the golf tournament, mm-hmm. but you gave me some interesting information. Let's hear about it.
1: Yeah, so he's from Suwanee, Georgia. He's six foot three. Um, he turned pro in two thousand fourteen. He went to Georgia Tech. Uh so he's twenty-eight years old, and he is an absolute bomber. He hits it so far. Um, and this was a guy that my buddy was walking with the whole round. Uh, he said his speed control was good. He was uh, playing a game in the practice round. He wasn't grinding. That's a huge uh light bulb for me. Okay. You got a guy at 500 to one who feels comfortable enough to, uh, play games out there. You know, he's not worrying about, um, where his swings at. Uh, and I guess he's got this off speed driver where he teases it up a little lower and hits this bullet fade, um, kind of like Cameron champ, but I guess then when he teases up, he'll just set it 30 by all the other guys.
0: Um, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Something like that. um, (laughs) but Seth Reeves and then there was another statement which which was really interesting to me. So he's on staff with Ping and he said that this is the first time since he's been professionally he actually feels comfortable about where his equipment is at. Um which is mind-blowing okay. to me because like if yeah. um, you got a you got a guy who feels good about his swing, you got a guy that um feels good about his equipment he got a guy that's out there enjoying the practice rounds, not wasting energy. He's not going to be tired because he wasn't, you know, searching right. in the practice round days. Um, and after the round, all he did was go and work on some speed on the greens. It's like, okay, that's a guy that's ready to play. He's, he's uh, obviously feeling good about things. And he did finish um, T seven at the Sanders. So like he can play, right. He's just getting mm-hmm. used to being out here he's missed the last cuts, but um, Obviously, at five hundred to one he's a major dark horse, but right. hearing that information and having that um you know eyes on uh look at it at a guy at five hundred one you know it's the only time I'll be that comfortable choosing a five hundred one guy and giving him giving him a ride you know and giving him a chance to to do something because uh, from a talent aspect, it's there you know he he's got the speed he's got obviously off speed shots and just a matter of. Um putting it together. And I think a hard golf course for him will help. You know, he doesn't have to feel like he goes out there and if he's not six under through nine, he's not uh you know what I mean? It's not a race. Mm-hmm. This one's really about just sticking in, being comfortable about where you're at. Um so Seth Reeves, I mean five hundred to one.
0: Seth Reeves. A lot of odds. Well, eyes. let's get to my favorite part of the podcast every week where I can wax poetic. About whomping on William once again in the head to head bets. Last week was no different (laughs) with a 4-0 sweep. Do you want me to give Riley on too? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Is he coming? Yeah, he's coming. Riley.
1: Riley. Here's the thing. You guys are so pumped about doing so well on a field of 60 dudes. It wasn't even
0: just it wasn't even just a-sweep. You got swept by both of us. For sure. Like, if we just went head-to-head-to-head, to head to head, you got swept by both
1: of us. Here he comes, and he just thinks he's just king shit on Turd Island. He does think
0: he's king shit.
1: <laughs> he thinks he's king shit on Turd Island. Welcome, Riley.
2: How's it going, guys? I know. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Last weekend, uh, it's just... I don't know. I, I knew deep down I was gonna do do well. Um there's no question. I didn't I never doubted my picks. Um, so that you know, that's the only thing I had to say about that, you know. So You guys I'm um, congratulations that, you know,
1: you, you picked guys like Rory and J T um, in a field yeah, where John, totally it's tough stopped, to for sure. But it's like but my point is, is like I can't wait to see what happens this week when you wait, actually have to so... dig deep. when you have to dig deep um, in the last few tiers, you guys just, just don't have the depth the of knowledge. It's not—it's not hard to pick Rory. Sorry. Did
0: you, uh, wait, was not Henrik Stenson like the first guy in yeah. tier three, and then he got womped by Juice Luton and Kevin Kisner? Is I, I think I remember that correctly. Yeah, so you, sure you, just, did you get out of here. You get out of here with your oh, it's so easy. It's just so easy. Well, then how about you win some money? I Season have long it. leaderboard. I'm up seventeen to twelve on William, and uh, you know what? Riley got two wins last week. Uh, I guess all all things considered, he got Patrick Cantlay who beat Gary Woodland and Webb Simpson Simpson, and he got Kira Dash, Afy Barnrat beating Tom Lewis and Mr. Pepperell, who...
2: Geardick, like, I'm I telling you, man, crazy, he was blowing crazy. O's. I think he, <laughs> just the, the altitude and, and, you know, the smoke going into his lungs really kind of just pushed him um, was to, fit- to do well and all that,
0: so... Play, no doubt. It was no doubt a fitness play, and you were right on. Uh, so this week, we've welcomed you back onto the podcast to make... Uh, Some more picks here to see if you can't get William on another sweep. Uh, So since, you know, I guess we kind of tied last week. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out what I think will be the winner here this week. I've got Adam Scott. So he won in 2016. He's got top 15s in his last four starts there. Uh, He's had a really good year so far. He's been hitting the ball well. His putting is, you know, his, Putting, putting.
1: Skeptical at best.
0: Here, <laughs> <You know>, William, <laughs> William had alluded to the fact that he had a YouTube video up earlier in the podcast of Adam Scott dumping it into the water <laughs> on the bear trap. But I like the guy this week. No, <laughs> he's, a a he's a good one.
1: He's uh, a good one.
0: And, you know, William, uh, actually, no, William, you go last.
1: I'll go last. Last. go last. I'll let you guys
0: take all
2: the easy ones first.
0: You have taken last.
2: In a week. So, my winner, my winner for this week, it, you know, I, I try to stray away from Europeans um, over in Florida here. You know, we got Bermuda, you got time. the wind and all that. Book. But I'll be honest with you, I'm liking Alex Noren. Okay. I'm liking his pre shot routine. It just looks good right now. He's winning.
1: So I'm fully aware where he got that information from, considering he lives in the room <laughs> next to me, while I was giving my, you know, real picks that I take very seriously, where this becomes somewhat of a joke for me. Um, so I get that you're trusting me; it's a very wise thing to do. Um, but I'm
2: what? Are you picking Alex Norr?
1: No, I picked him for like the normal picks for everyone listening. Okay. So he knew that he's bluffing. I actually did not In the know next that. room. I am taking Sergio Garcia this week. Um, Enough said. He's a ball striker. Uh, He creates a ton of spin. Uh, I like the hard greens from this week. He's got momentum uh, after the WGC event. As long as his head doesn't explode with anger, I think he'll play fine. Which, you
0: know, is a...
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a flip of a coin for sure. But we'll know by the end of Thursday what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, so my my tier two guy that I'm going to go with is uh, Lucas Glover. He's 55 to 1. He leads the PGA Tour in bogey avoidance, which on a, on a tough golf course, uh, I like it. You know, I picked him, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and he didn't really help my cause, if I remember correctly. But last time he teed it up, he was uh, 12 strokes up on the field at Pebble Beach, uh, and he only finished... T seven. So, I mean, if we look at the way the guy's been hitting the ball, way that he's been playing, with a couple weeks off, uh, coming back to Florida, where which is the home, uh, I think he actually lives in Florida. I know it's the home of his infamous incident with his wife. Uh, I was but just I'm gonna, gonna say. Ride- Bogeys aren't the only
1: thing he's avoiding. He's just trying to really avoid his <laughs> wife at this point. And, and hence, maybe she did something well. He doesn't make bogeys anymore because he's scared of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, no, I like, I like Lucas Glover this week. Give me, some, give me some Lucas at home at the Honda Classic with the way he's been hitting the ball. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely beating your Tier 2 dust pick, boys. <laughs> Riley's up.
2: Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm scrolling through these names, and I, the one name that kind of sticks out to me is Kevin Tway. You know, I look at him as an intimidation factor going into it. I mean, this guy looks like a movie star. You know, this guy's huge. The guy rips the ball. It, you know, you go out to Florida, the winds are whipping, you know, and you're playing with Kevin Tway, and you're like, this guy has got it figured out, it's, you know. So uh, Kevin Tway, he'll do well. I think he's from here. Maybe
1: we can get you his number or something. You guys could grab dinner or something. I think you're pretty high on him for <laughs> no real reason, but um, all right. So I'm looking through here. I'm going to go with uh, Scott Piercy. I'm going to trust myself on my pick earlier. Uh, he's going to hit it great. He's going to take advantage of the, the no wind and um, he's as good as it gets uh, from a ball striking standpoint. So um
2: Scott Pierce, my my guy. Does anyone want to troll? I'll give you a quick opportunity. You know, Scott Pierce, is, yeah. I see his swing on Instagram all the time, and it looks weird, but I'm telling you what, it's probably pretty efficient. Yeah, I mean, of course it is. Go look how much money he's made.
0: <laughs> Your record in these head-to-head bets trolls itself. I'll move on to tier three.
1: 17 to 12, Doug. It's not
0: that bad. Vaughn Taylor. Um, Vaughn Taylor is going to be my pick in tier three. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm outside. It's warm. I don't have a ton of reasoning for Vaughn Taylor other than it is going to be an approach shy golf course. It's a tough course. He likes playing tough courses. He is 12th this year in proximity to the hole, uh, approaching the green. Uh, and I'm going to take a flyer on this guy, uh, in tier three.
2: Okay. I, you know, I'm gonna go with Sam Saunders again, man. I think Sam Saunders is uh, is is the pick this week. He, he will he will do well. I you know, there's the vibe to him that he just he's gonna do well. I don't know why. It's just he he just brings me. It's like a magnet to him. You know, he's he's streaky, um, but but in in a same way, he's consistent and he will do well. Sam theres you heard it here. Well, if you guys are looking for picks based on confidence, that's not the one. <laughs> um,
1: I, just so I can put on record, I really want to pick Wyndham Clark. I think he's going to play well. Um, but just for podcast reasonings, I have to take Keith Mitchell this, guy, this week.
0: This guy, this guy out here, I'm actually going to take two guys in, no, I'm just letting in you know the third tier. That- yeah. Uh,
1: that I have to, to be Dan with Keith Mitchell. Uh, it's just going to add evidence same to why you right. should come on to the, the podcast.
0: Yeah. Keith Mitchell will be on this podcast. Keith, if you're listening, you got a Let's spot go. for you here, buddy. Let's go. Okay. All right. Tier four. Roll into
1: the dust bowl. Roll Se- into the dust
0: bowl. Sep Straka. For the same reason that Keith Mitchell is being picked by you. I've got Sep. Sepp is the return of the SeP, I like to call it. Uh, he's going to come back and continue and probably, you know, finish off a sweep again, a back-to-back sweep, something that we have never seen before on this podcast, uh, but I trust that Sep Straka will pull it off this week.:
2: Yeah, I'm not even sure even if you pronounce that right, but who knows? But) <laughs> The, the the guy that you know I'm I just can't go wrong with picking VJ Singh. You know the guy's been working out in the gym. He's gaining speed. The guy hits bucket like buckets of balls, bucket like garbage bins of balls, and he will be a ball striker this week. It will click for him. The putts are gonna fall for VJ. He's gonna do well.
0: We'll invite you back to our champions to our podcast next week, Riley. Uh, <laughs> William, who do you got?
1: <laughs> we may have to do that actually. If if, uh, if B J Singh does anything, you're definitely coming on this podcast, and I'll be fully impressed. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, this week. I'm gonna go back to guy I've picked before, Bronson Bragoon. Uh We're gonna bring Burgoon back into this uh, since you took my guy. Sep Straka, but um, I have to mention something before I get it. Where is Troy Merritt? Like, where's our Troy Merritt Ted Potter matchup, dude? Like, I've been waiting for it. I just, I might have to figure out what he's up we to. We might these have days to because...
0: start a tour podcast. <laughs> we can do it. I mean, hypothetically, we can do
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's fair enough but is that what he's doing is he sitting on the web i just or just deciding not to play these days but
0: no, he's um, got a lot going on i think he might be busy doing other things <laughs>
1: yeah he might, he might be busy instead of doing his job but just playing on the vj tour but um uh, i think i think these are good i think vj is probably going to rival for last place for sure it's always fun to see the guy right. um who's going to finish last but um <laughs> We're definitely going to watch uh, a dust storm happen with VJ.
0: <laughs> that is going to be an all-time dust storm between those three guys. So, guys, <laughs> <gosh, laughs> if anything else, I mean, is there <laughs> – Riley, do you want to troll William any harder for putting in a sweep on him? Have you, have you, have you requested your Venmo from him
2: yet? Yeah, yeah. How much are we playing for? Because I haven't seen anything too much for your Venmo to even handle. I need to put something into the bank
1: account, man. Um, Dan, I gotta ask you a couple of questions. So you're actually playing golf this week? Over actually under playing dirt, golf this week? Yeah. So we gotta we gotta throw some bets, Keb. Okay? okay. Over right. under. Hmm. I can't choose between the toe smother or the absolute swipe. Um. Over or under your first round four snipe hooks. <laughs> Duck hooks. <laughs> Over under. Uh,
0: I mean, are we talking only off the tee? Are we talking? How, how, what, qu- what shots qualifies as You know, snap hooks? Though.
1: You, <laughs> you know. know. If you hit an eight iron 35 <laughs> feet left of the green, like you definitely didn't hit a pull fade.
0: <laughs> That's actually a pretty good over under. I would say the under, but barely. But I, I would actually put that number at three. So I'll take the under. Side bet. Yeah. I, I'm playing with my old man. He can, he'll can. he definitely keep track.
1: Yes, I will be texting him and making sure that he's keeping his scorecard. Uh, <laughs> snap hook scorecard. Dan Hook. Dan. I'm sorry, I can't even say your name. You're just Dan Hook now. Um, Dan Trainer snapopotamus off of hole one. Just get that. Make sure you wipe that first one on hole one so you'll feel better
0: about the bet.
2: Dan. So, Dan, so let's say swing left.
0: What are the odds that I drive the green on 17 at TP? Zero.
1: Zero. You won't even get it there. I'm actually serious. You will not get it there. Unless you're playing opties.
0: No, 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 no opties here. Uh, But there's... We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I might hit the water. I might go over, but we'll see. You might go over. (laughs) (laughs) Might Not have sick. to hit two iron. Might oh have to hit God. two iron. Um, anyway, guys, so we'll update you on the happenings out at TBC Scottsdale next week. Uh, yeah, let's have a let's have
1: a let's have a, a discussion, maybe about a midweek uh, or you know weekend podcast, just to, uh, a short one, just to see how you're doing. <laughs> Mainly for my entertainment, and, and I want it to be public because I want to hear about your ninety-one snap hooks. <laughs> And how many clubs you broke. So, anyways, guys, yeah. Anyways, let everyone go. Um, clubs
0: broke over and under. I mean, the, one clubs, uh, 0.5 clubs over, over under broken.
1: Does one being in the I bottom of have, a lake count as broken, essentially?
0: Yeah, I have mm-hmm. the under. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk next week. Riley, appreciate it, as always. Sweeping William. Uh, hey. It's always fun. Thanks for having me <clears throat> Pleasure. Absolutely. Sleep with your eyes open, Riley. (laughs) Guys, we'll talk later. Absolutely. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. See you later.